It's time now for 15 Minutes of Faith, practical application of God's timeless truth for today, with your host, me, Pastor Jeremy Byler of Harvest Baptist Church in Bay City, Michigan. So let's get started with 15 Minutes of Faith. Some of us claim we will follow Jesus. Some of us have even gotten in the boat. But do we even have the beginning ingredient of what it takes to follow Jesus? Thanks again for joining us today. I am your host, Pastor Jeremy Byler, and welcome to 15 Minutes of Faith. So far, we've been looking at those that have decided to follow Jesus and those that have claimed that they will follow him anywhere. We actually looked last week at some disciples that even got in the boat with them, which in and of itself was a step of faith. But even when they were in the boat and the storm came, we saw that their faith was tested and Jesus rebuked them by saying, O ye of little faith. So that begs the question and leads us to the very beginning point. What does it take to follow Jesus? Where do we begin? And sometimes we might think, well, it's just determining to have an iron resolve. Some of us may be thinking, well, in order to follow Jesus, we just must be willing to forsake all. And some of us may be thinking, well, if I'm going to follow Jesus, I just need to focus on him and him alone. There's more to it than just that, and it's not really complicated. I'm not here to confuse you today, but if we just adhere to this simple truth, this will get anyone started on the right path and will enable them to follow Jesus wherever he may call them. So let's dive into it here. As we start out in Matthew chapter 13, verse number 3, where Jesus says, And he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed some seeds, fell by the wayside. And the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth. And forthwith they sprung up, because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. But other fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some an hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. What we just read there in Matthew chapter 13 was what we know of as a parable. Jesus spoke in parables many times. He taught in parables. And what a parable is, and when you see one in the Bible, a parable is a short, simple story that illustrates a deeper truth. And therein lies the challenge there, and we see a glimpse of that in verse number 9, where he says, Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Saying that I I have just explained a story to you, but there's a deeper truth to be learned. Not just uh, talking for the sake of talking. And as a matter of fact, the disciples asked this question in verse number 10 where it says that the disciples came and said unto him, Why speakest thou unto them in parables? And Jesus gave the reason for the parable when he starts in verse number 11. He says, And he answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. For whosoever hath, to him shall be given. And he shall have more abundance, but whosoever hath not, from him shall it be taken away, even that he hath. And then he says in verse 13, Therefore speak I to them in parables. Here's the reason. It's not as though uh, Jesus was withholding 
or holding anything back. Everything that he spoke was, was freely available to all who would believe and to those whose heart was, was perfect toward him. But he gives the reason in verse 13, because they seeing see not, and hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Esaias, which saith, By hearing ye shall hear, and shall not understand, and seeing ye shall see, and shall not perceive. For this people's heart is waxed gross in their ears, dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. And then he says to his disciples in verse 16, But blessed are your eyes, for they shall see, and your ears, for they hear. For verily I say unto you that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things which ye see, and have not seen them, and to hear those things which ye hear, and have not heard them. The key elements here, uh, really the key element to all of it, is in verse number 15, where he says, For this people's heart is waxed gross. They are hard-hearted. And that's the first and foremost thing we need to understand, that when we are resolved to follow Jesus, we must first and foremost have a tender heart. Have a heart tender towards the things of the Lord. Have a heart tender towards receiving the truth of God's word. Uh, the Bible says, break up thy fallow ground, talking about the hardness of your heart. Go ahead and break that up, as the book of Hosea talks about that. Before you can do anything for Jesus, you must first break up the hardness of your heart. Now, if you're listening today uh, with a desire to follow Jesus, there is a softness to your heart already. But there may be some areas in your life where you are hard-hearted. And you need to ask the Lord, search my heart. Ask him to search your heart and to reveal unto you those areas where you may be hard-hearted and break up that fallow ground. Their heart was hardened, and because of that, they could not hear. And because their heart was hardened, they could not see the truth that Jesus was presenting before them. And sometimes, when we get hard-hearted towards something, we fail to see the truth of God's word. Sometimes we come to God's word with a, a supposition of what it means, and we do not want to dive in and see the real meaning of what God's word is saying to us, so we are hard-hearted towards the truth of God's word. But there's more to this parable than just uh, softening your heart. Uh, there's a couple of things here that we can learn from what we've seen from the previous accounts of the Bible between those that proclaimed a profession to want to follow Jesus to those that got in the boat but yet cried aloud, Master, we perish, to you and I today saying, you know what, my heart is tender, I want to follow the Lord, but what else is there? So let's take a look here in Matthew chapter 13, starting in verse 18, where Jesus describes or explains the parable. He says in verse 18, Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom, and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one, and catcheth it away, that which was sown in his heart, this is he which received the seed by the wayside. And he is describing the first element of that, and that is the first response. And that's the challenge for us. It's one thing to be tender-hearted, but it's the next thing to be sure that we respond to the Word of God. We respond to the voice of God. And we see four responses here in this parable that we can apply to our lives today. The first response, which I have just read, is no response. Sometimes we'll sit and we'll listen to the Word of God, and we'll agree with it, uh, we'll understand it, but there'll be no response. And uh, there should always be some kind of response to the Word of God. It doesn't mean that we always have to make some kind of 
life-altering decision. doesn't mean that uh, the heavens will rend and God's spirit will come down upon us and anything like that. But there should be some consideration when we read the word of God saying, how does this apply to my life? And is there anything I need to change? And that is a response. But here we see that there is no response because, as we can see, when Jesus talks about the parable of the sower, we know that God is the man and the, so the seed that he sows is the word of God. And as God distributes his word, it falls and it'll either bounce off the hardened heart into the stony ground because our heart is hardened. And the wicked one will come as a fowl of the air and snatch it away before it can have any effect on our lives. Always be willing and ready and to listen to the word of God. I once had a man say to me one time, you know, I've probably heard about every sermon there is to hear out of every text in the Bible, which I don't think is really true, but that was his, his assumption. He says, so whenever I hear a preacher say open to a particular passage and I know what the sermon's going to be, I go somewhere else and read somewhere else in the Bible. And I would, I would warn you against that. You know, we have four Gospels for a reason. It's because it took that many Gospels uh, for God to get through to our hard hearts, to get through our thick skulls. He had to repeat himself four times. Jesus repeats himself many times when he says, verily, verily, and he tells us these many truths. Uh, when you hear a verse more than once, uh, maybe in a day, maybe in a week, uh, use that as an opportunity of God getting your attention. If you hear a sermon reference or a sermon topic and they're very similar within a short span of time, use that as an opportunity that God is trying to get your attention. Be ready to respond to the word of God. Secondly, we see in verses in 20 and 21 another response. He says, but he that received the seed into stony places, the same as he that heareth the word, and anon with joy receive it. And then it says in verse 21, yet he hath not root in himself, but doeth for a while. And when tribulation or persecution ariseth because of the word, by and by he is offended. This kind of uh, attaches to those who said they would follow Jesus anywhere. They would go anywhere with him uh, in, the, in the midst of the time when the multitude was following him. I can imagine them looking amongst the crowds and, and thinking, wow, this is really neat. Yeah, Jesus, I want to be a part of this. I'm in. Really what that is is an emotional response. And when we looked at that in the, in the previous episodes where Jesus had uh, asked, uh, asked them questions or made statements to them because he knew where their heart was at. They were making an emotional response. And we see when we have emotional responses, it endures for a while, but when tribulation comes up, we are offended or we fall by the wayside. You see, we must respond to the word of God, but we must not respond to it emotionally. Now, the Word of God will stir our emotions, but we're to respond to the Spirit. Many churches today are very good at manipulating people's emotions, and they stir up an emotional response, and that's not good, because we see here, as we learn from the Word of God in Matthew chapter 13, it does not last. The next one is found in verse number 22. He also that received seed among the thorns is he that heareth the Word, and the care of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becometh unfruitful. This is the worldly response. This would be in tune with today's prosperity gospel. Uh, follow me, and all your problems will go away. Claim my name, and you can have the riches of this world. 
Uh, that's the wrong reason to be following Jesus. It's not because of what we get out of it. It's because of what he gave. He gave his life on the cross to die for each and every one of us. So not only could we have an eternity in heaven, but he could be the Lord of our lives and that we could live with him and take up his yoke with him, walk with him, and follow his will for our lives, which is our perfect will. And there is no other place, and that is our purpose for us. There is no other place we need to be than in the center of God's will. So what kind of response should we have? Well, the answer is found in number 23. But he that receives seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word and understandeth it, which also beareth fruit and bringeth forth some an hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. We see the idea here is that he received it with all readiness. And the key here in between all of these is the soil. And the soil is our heart. And that is to be tender pliable, and ready to receive the word of God. And that's what it takes. Before we make an emotional response to declare that we're going to follow Jesus to the mountaintops or to the depths of the valley, we must first understand that our heart must be tender and pliable and that we have received the word and understand it and comprehended it and received it with all readiness. Secondly, we must not make the emotional response or the worldly response. We must not decide and determine to follow Jesus because of what we get out of it, but because of what Jesus put into it. When we do that, we set ourselves up for false expectations, which leads to disappointment, which leads to resentment, which leads to a walking away from our Lord Jesus. But if we have a tender heart, that is the the good ground, the soil that is ready to receive the word, it will bring forth fruit that remains. And that's the key. The key is to be responsive to the word of God because we have a tender heart. And the only way that a tender heart is responsive to the word of God is if it is in the word of God. We must be reading our Bibles. We must get into it and read it as much as we can every day. And I'm not saying you have to sit down and read it cover to cover. If you have that opportunity, God bless you. But not all of us have that opportunity, but the key is is to be in it every single day. I'm looking out my window here, and I see a cornfield that is soon to be ready for harvest, probably another couple of months, but nonetheless, it's quite the harvest they will have. But it didn't happen overnight. It took a lot of work, took a lot of planting, took a lot of diligence, but they will bring forth fruit that will remain. And that's the same with us in our spiritual lives. If you've decided to follow Jesus, make that heart tender, get in the word, and respond to it, and you will be a follower of him. Well, I hope these last few lessons have been a blessing to you, and I look forward to where we go next, wherever the Lord leads. But in the meantime, come back and join us again. Come see us out at Harvest Baptist Church out on 710 Salzburg Avenue in Bay City, Michigan. Let me know that you heard me on 15 Minutes of Faith, and I will have a gift for you, I promise. Come join us Sunday morning at 11, Sunday evening at 6, and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. But until then, stay faithful.